0: This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Riches Billiards. Hey, you got nothing to do on Labor Day weekend. Do you feel a need to go ahead and step away from all the troubles and all the relatives and all the people that are going to piss you off? Or do you feel a need to go ahead and take your relatives wherever you want to go? Why not take them over to Rich's Billiards because it is the place for you. Labor Day weekend is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, so if you feel the need to go out and have yourself a good time, head over to Rich's Billiards and have yourself a drink. Have yourself a shot. It is open. It is back. It is better than ever. So if you got nothing to do on this particular Labor Day weekend, then get your asses all the way over to Rich's Billiards and have yourself a good time. Shoot some pool. Drink some beer. Associate with your fans take over the jukebox play with their foosballs play with their balls if you will and all i can say is richard's billiards 58 15 weber not your average hero's new name same place and ladies and gentlemen you are correct it is labor day weekend and it is also the weekend of aew's all out which is taking place right here tonight the event that started it all... Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a super card here. ...has become the most anticipated pay-per-view of the year. Unbelievable! On Saturday, September 5th, the greatest champions in the sport today. Whoa! ...will face the next generation of contenders. The biggest card of the year, without a doubt. All Elite Wrestling presents all live. Live, Saturday, September 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on pay-per-view. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are hours away from AEW's All Out, which is taking place tonight on pay-per-view. So if you want to go ahead and check it out, order the pay-per-view or check it out on The Fight app you know check the all you know all the events that are gonna be taking place tonight and so much more we've got a lot we need to talk about welcome ladies and gentlemen to another great episode of the main event talk podcast i am the main event player the super seed the god among Gods, the king among kings the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking god's green earth all out is here all out is tonight and we're gonna be talking about that and so much more and also We're going to be talking about something else. Something that caught the main event's eye earlier today. Well, there's a couple of things that caught the main event's eye and everything. And we're going to talk about some of these things and so much more. But before I get into what we need to talk about, as far as All Out goes, let's talk about what happened last night on Friday Night Smackdown. We saw it. It's going to happen. And it's all done. But before I talk about what we need to talk about, the questions, the talks, why did it happen, why did it all take place, it all started at SummerSlam, when Roman Reigns came in, and even though The Fiend was the champion, Roman Reigns did exactly what he had to do, and then the next thing that happened was that Roman would sign the contract, but he would only sign the contract if the figures are right, if everything is done to his liking. And it would also be done by his, (laughs) his, well, I would say advocate, but now he's called his legal counsel or social counsel, or however he calls himself, Paul Heyman. And then last week... Payback was the perfect moment. I said, I said, and I quote, that if Roman Reigns pins Braun Strowman, that would be good, and he would be the universal champion, which would lead to an opportunity to the fiend in his possession somewhere in the future. So it all leads to question. It all leads to question. Why, Roman Why? Why did you choose to go to Paul Heyman? A lot of the people have been saying, Oh, well, Roman Reigns can be a heel on his own. Roman Reigns can do whatever he wants by himself. Fuck no. Because this is the thing. To all of you Marx amateurs and morons out there that think that someone like Roman Reigns can be a heel on his own, no. Because you have to keep in mind... When Roman Reigns first came to the WWE, a lot of people didn't like the guy. As a matter of fact, a lot of people didn't like him or the Shield either. But I was one of those individuals that knew who all three of these men were and knew that these three men were destined to be great, were destined to be the best, and were destined to be champion. And all three men, I'm talking Roman Reigns, I'm talking Dean Ambrose, I'm talking Seth Rollins, their careers skyrocketed. And then Roman Reigns... When he went on his own, fans liked him. Fans digged him. And then they compared him to John Cena, and then all of a sudden, people started having mixed reactions for Roman Reigns. And even though the WWE wanted to put Roman Reigns in a position of John Cena, fans didn't like that. They hated it. They wanted to boo him so much. Roman Reigns didn't want to be in the same level as John Cena. Didn't want to even be in that same element. And then leukemia came around and haunted Roman Reigns. And it put the fans to a point where they had sympathy for Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, they had sympathy for Roman Reigns. And then one year later, Roman comes back. He's in remission and he comes back better than ever. And then here we are in 2020. COVID 19 comes around. Roman Reigns didn't want to take a chance. So he took off and decided to leave and spend time with his family so that way he doesn't get affected like everyone else has. Now everything is set, everything's lined up. The fans hate him. And I said that if Roman Reigns chooses to be healed, he needs to be healed the right way. And there's no person to be healed the right way than his advocate, Paul Heyman. Now, to all you amateurs out there that think that, oh, well, Roman can do it on his own, he'll do it on his own. He'll do it on his own. But he needs guidance. He needs guidance. And that's the reason why Paul Heyman is there. Paul Heyman is there to guide Roman Reigns in the right position. Paul Heyman is there to guide the right superstars to make sure they get in the right spot. Just ask The Undertaker. Just ask Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just ask Brock Lesnar. Just ask all of those who are associated with Paul Heyman. And to all of you marks, all you morons, all you idiots that believe that he can do it on his own... <laughs> you, you must be stupid and high off of your fucking mind if you believe that. So it all begs the question, why? Why did it all happen the way it did? Well, all I can say is, well, however they choose to do it, However they want to do it. However Heyman wants to do it. It's up to him. And it's up to the big dog. Nothing to it. All they need to do now. Is just do exactly what needed to be done. Roman Reigns is healed now. Roman Reigns is with Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are going to have their way on Friday Night Smackdown. And Roman Reigns' era definitely begins. Because I know some people are thinking, well Roman Reigns already did his era. Yeah. That when That's when he did it on his own. And nobody was buying it. And nobody was into what Roman Reigns is doing. And now with Paul Heyman on his side everyone everyone is going to believe in what roman and paul Heyman have to say you thought i was
1: out he pulled me back in oh and please Don't make fools of yourselves and embarrass yourselves pointing your accusatory fingers at me for corrupting him. It's him corrupting me. And why? Why would this happen? Because I was gone, tossed aside, thrown into the shark-infested ocean of obscurity only to be rescued, saved, and pulled onto the island of relevancy by this man. Reason? Because they did the same damn thing to him that they did. To me. Let me ask you a question. What happened to the thank yous and the appreciation through all the selfish executive decisions, through life threatening illnesses, this man delivered? Over delivered, and nobody. Nobody bothered to say thank you. Nobody offered genuine appreciation. No. When he needed... Needed. Just a little time off. What did you do with his championship? The fiend? A fiend is not born to reign as champion. A fiend does fiendish things. A monster? A monster's not born to reign as champion. A monster does monstrous things. Imagine turning on Fox News. We're here with the biggest star in WWE. How's it feel to be the biggest star in WWE? Great choice. As a champion. That's not a champion. Romans reign as your champion has always been defined by what WWE purports itself to be built on. Family, tradition, legacy, the responsibility of being a champion, and the accountability of owning one's actions as your champion. And that is who this champion is on Raw, they have a triple threat match to determine who will be the challenger at Clash of the Champions. Everything about this champion will be bigger, badder, better, more sensational, more spectacular than anybody else that's ever come before him. We'll get a triple threat. We'll do a fatal four-way tonight. The winner gets to be the sacrificial lamb at the hands of the big dog at the Clash of the Champions. The names of these four contenders don't deserve to come out of his mouth or my mouth. I'll leave their resumes to be hyped up by Anderson Cooper and Carmella's latest boyfriend over there. It goes like this. I'm gonna tell you this one time, so that you get it through your thick, unappreciative skulls. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I serve as special counsel to the tribal chief You're raising, defending, undisputed, universal, heavyweight champion, Roman
0: Reigns. And let me tell you something, guys. When Paul Heyman cut that promo, it was brilliantly done. When Paul Heyman cut that promo, it was exactly what I wanted. And it was exactly what you wanted, too. You see, the longest time, Roman Reigns was this puppy dog that didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. And yet, all of you... And I'm talking about all of you. The ones that shit on Roman Reigns. The ones that said Roman isn't worth shit. But yet Roman has proved everyone wrong every single time. And now, now, he's placed in a position where now he'll be worth more than you can possibly imagine because you see, you have to understand the bloodline, especially the bloodline of Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is in the same level probably not the same level, but around the same level as The Rock around the same level as Rikishi around the same level as his cousins, the Usos Roman Reigns is now the real big dog. He's now exactly the rock star heel he has been known to be. Because now This is the part where everyone is going to say, fuck Roman Reigns. Everyone's going to say he can kiss my ass. Everyone can say he can go fuck himself. When in the end of the day, Roman Reigns holding on to the Universal Championship with Paul Heyman on his side, he'll tell all of you to blow him. Because Roman Reigns is exactly what he needed to be now. And all of you amateurs that continue to keep saying the same thing over and over again. Oh yeah, Roman Reigns. Oh, he doesn't deserve to be a heel. He can be on his own. He can do what he wants. That's amateur one-on-one. This is main event one-on-one. And what I see is this. Over on the other side of the channel, you got a bunch of clowns, morons, and jack-offs. And then there's the AEW roster. Then... On this side, you got professionals, you got great athletes, and you got grown ass men. Roman Reigns is a grown ass man. And everything that they talked about, everything. The fiend does fiendish things. I agree with that. The monster among men is a monster. That's all he could be. You think someone like (laughs) the monster among men, with all due respect, I was glad that he was a champion. But we knew his time was coming. And we think that that title was going to go right directly around the waist of the Fiend, which a lot of fans wanted. But when Roman Reigns came around, oh, I know some fans were like, oh, we're not going to get the same fucking bullshit all over again. Oh, you're going to get the same bullshit, but with a touch, with a sparkle, with a hit. Because the difference between Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns looks like a fucking star. And as Roman Reigns told The Fiend, you're just a freak in the mask. And that is what you call giving the heel to the face. (laughs) So, now comes the next part. Because... After this whole promo was over, there was a fatal four-way match to determine who was going to be the number one contender to take on the WWE Champion, or the WWE Universal Champion, I'm sorry, at Clash of Champions. Now, this consists of Sheamus, Big E, Matt Riddle, and King Corbin. Now, here's my first thought. My first thought is, that's it? (laughs) that's it, I mean, no offense no offense, no offense I mean I can see I can see Matt Riddle going after the Intercontinental Champion I can see Corbin going after, well maybe the WWE Champion no. and then Sheamus, yeah, I mean I can see that happening as well, Big E that was, a I I looked at that and I said that's a bit too soon that's way too fucking soon for that you know, so I'm like, okay, well, if they're gonna set it, they're gonna set it. But all of a sudden, on that same day, on that same night, last night, it was Xavier Woods' birthday. It was Xavier Woods' birthday. So what happened next was that there was a big cake coming. Biggie had everything ready, and apparently there was a setup coming. And then Biggie all of a sudden gets attacked by Sheamus. Sheamus cuts a promo on. Um, Sheamus cuts a promo on Biggie. Biggie is laid out on top of a car and he is completely eliminated. Completely eliminated from this fatal four way, which now everyone thought it was going to be a triple threat match. But on the contrary, they made a fatal four way. They just found a replacement. Who would replace him? Well. Earlier in the night, Roman Reigns walked around and had a talk with Jey Uso. Jey Uso, which is one of his cousins. Face-to-face encounter, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. We know Jimmy Uso is going to be out for a while. It's going to be a while until we see the return of the Usos. But in the meantime, Jey Uso is on, all on his own. And then what happens at the end of the night... The late breaking news that hit was all of a sudden now it is still a fatal four-way match. But now you got King Corbin, Matt Riddle, Sheamus, and now the addition of Jay Uso. So I'm thinking they are not going to go ahead and just let Jay Uso go ahead and win the match. And have him face off against Roman Reigns, his own cousin at Clash of Champions. And holy fucking shit, they did. And this needed to happen. (laughs) This needed to happen. It works. It works perfectly. King Corbin, let's be honest, he doesn't deserve anything but a crown of his ass. Matt Riddle, I don't see... A championship match in his film maybe the intercontinental championship but not the wwe universal championship i don't see that in his future just yet sheamus needs to get his ass get his hands on the intercontinental championship and quit trying to focus on the universe well actually he can go after the universal championship because he's never held that title but i can see that Big e, i was glad he was out because this was too soon this was way way too damn soon you know so you see where all this was going, and you see where all this ended up. So now, at Clash of Champions, which is going to take place on... It was September 20th, but I think it's September 27th. Uh, they got those dates mixed wrong, but I'll find out what that is. So at, at Clash of at Champions, it's going to be Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against his own cousin, Jey Uso. That's going to be an interesting matchup to check out. The main event's looking forward to seeing that and wondering how this goes. But one thing's for certain. SmackDown looked pretty damn good tonight, or last night. SmackDown had all the qualifications, including Bailey. It finally happened! It finally happened, and what am I talking about? They're talking about the fact that I was sitting here, I was at home, watching... The tag team match. The women's tag team titles being decided against the Golden Role Models. The Golden Role Models would lose once again to the unlikely team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna, or I'm sorry, Sasha's leg was hurting through the match. When the match was over... We're going through this whole little thing and then we go through a commercial break and then we go back and then all of a sudden I'm just sitting here watching this and, and I'm, I'm just sitting back, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Sasha laid out, her legs hurting, doctors and officials are looking at her, Bailey is all, don't touch her, don't touch her, don't touch her. I kept hearing that and I was like thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute! My my wrestling instincts comes to my fucking head, and I'm like, uh-uh. She 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 is she is not she is not gonna try and do what I think she's going to do. And then, as soon as they, uh, you know, Bailey comes in, helping out Sasha, walking towards the ring, and then, bam! Sasha Banks gets her ass kicked by her own best friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. D- now, you, now you got my attention. Now you got my attention completely. Because before, it used to be I didn't give a shit about what was going to happen with Sasha Banks and Bailey. All I wanted was this crap to be over with. And if it happens, it happens. And make sure it happens at a point where we can see it. So, Bailey, being the heel that she is, she went ahead and did the unthinkable and made Sasha a babyface. It was simple as that. Now, in order, you know, because Sasha cannot always be best friends forever. You have to keep in mind of the years that these pe- these two friends have been around each other for a while. How many times has Sasha stabbed um, Bailey in the back years ago. How many times has that been going on? Too many fucking times. Now the roles have been reversed and Bailey takes out Sasha Banks. Bailey beats the shit out of Sasha Banks. Bailey becomes the new boss, if you will. <laughs> and all I know is I doubt these two are going to face off against each other at Clash of Champions. Because I already see that coming now, and all I know is I see Hell in a Cell in October. I see those two competing at Hell in a Cell, not in the actual match, but you'll know what I get to in the future. All I know is Bailey. Everyone's already saying, "Oh, Bailey's turning heel now." Really? You you you're just now noticing that she's a heel, right? You're just now noticing, right? Oh. God, understand the formalities you stupid marks she was already a heel she just had to turn her best friend into a face that, that's how it worked that's how it rolls and we bought it we bought it we bought that and the rest of the fucking farm we bought the chickens we bought the cows we bought the horses the only thing we haven't gotten is the manure yet and hope to god we don't get the manure we already get enough of that at AEW now the bottom line is Sasha Banks is face, Bailey is a heel, and everything is set right according to plan. <coughs> so now everything is all set, everything is ready, and we're ready to go with this whole thing with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Now, how far will this go? How far will this take place? More importantly, who in the world. Will Bailey take out her best friend? Or will Sasha Banks not only get re- re- revenge and retribution, which that's something we will talk about later, will she get revenge and retribution and finally achieve the one championship that Sasha Banks has never held, and that's the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: I remember when this company first started, I saw men calling for change. One man in particular called for a paradigm shift.
0: I'm the guy who's gonna be leading this company for the next 25 years! John Moxley! I am challenging you for your world title! I'll see you at all out, John! All the Wrestling presents all love. Love. Saturday, September 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on pay-per-view. You don't want to miss that on pay-per-view all out. It's going to take place tonight. John Moxley will be defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against the number one contender in MJF. And I'll be talking about that in just a moment. And I'll be talking about most of the matches that are going to take place in just a moment. But before we talk about that, I wanted to talk about Retribution just a bit. Now, you know, you know, it's... It's like I'm really not interested in, in the whole retribution thing anymore. And, and you want to know why? It is the stupidest thing they've ever put together. Okay, so let's, let's, let's review this whole thing with retribution, shall we? Let's, let's review. So a while back, a while back, they go ahead and announce on WWE.com and announce on Facebook and Twitter and the whole nine yards that there's going to be a new faction coming. To the WWE. Now, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, well, the Undisputed Era is going to be leaving the WWE soon. And it's going to be great to see them a part of either Raw or SmackDown. And they're going to make a huge difference. They're going to make a great difference. No. Instead, all of a sudden, we got a bunch of fucking ninjas coming around, invading the whole place and coming out with Chinese stars and everything. So they all of a sudden attack Raw. They attack SmackDown. They attack everyone in their fucking sights. The lights flicker and all of a sudden, oh shit, here comes Retribution. The lights flicker all around, oh fuck, here comes Retribution. You look outside, they're out there trying to fucking throw rocks at the fucking stork. Hey, it's Retribution. They're coming into the ring and beating the shit out of some people. Hey, it's Retribution. And then, <laughs> and to make this even more stupid than it already is. WWE.com has announced that retribution will be exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Really? That that that's it. They're they're going to be exclusive to Raw. So in other words, you're telling me that these guys retribution who have been coming out and appearing on both Raw and SmackDown You figured there would be a point. You figured there would be something to it. And you figured that, oh, well, you know, we got to find out who these guys are. Because who knows something could happen. This wouldn't surprise me. You know what wouldn't surprise me is if Retribution comes out at WWE Survivor Series. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I would just sit back, relax, and just be like... Eh, well, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to take place. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's the whole fucking shit that we've come to know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing here. This whole thing with retribution, I'm curious, the world is curious about who they are. We all want to know who they are. And it's only going to be a matter of time before someone decides to go ahead and unmask, I'm sorry, I... I just went ahead and set something up before they unmask these individuals. Now, you know, some people are getting their ideas of who they are and what, you know, who they may be and everything else like that. And I'm curious about who they are and what they may be and the whole nine yards. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this whole thing with retribution. Okay. Now, another thing that I need to talk about before we get into the reviews and everything An update on Brock Lesnar. So far, we know that uh, he's a free agent. And uh, here's some of the things that I found out. First, from Chris Jericho saying that he doubts that he's a free agent. And it wouldn't surprise me. Because, you know, when you mention the word free agent and Brock Lesnar in the same language, one of two things would happen. Either Tony Khan is going to go ahead and get his hands on Brock Lesnar before the WWE. Or... Brock Lesnar is going to go to the UFC which I said he's retired he's there's no way that they're going to go ahead and you know bring Brock Lesnar in but it seems that the story has now been uh it's you know now been confirmed I mean like like I said I'm not I'm not saying Brock Lesnar is going to go to the UFC although it would be great because I'd love to see John Jones and Brock Lesnar go at it it would be a great fight to check out now here's the thing John Jones is, I from what I understand, I think he, I think he was a lightweight. Now he's starting to become a heavyweight. So, you know, him and Brock Lesnar, and it would not only mean a badass match; it would also draw money, especially when you got someone like John Jones and Brock Lesnar competing in the octagon, and that would be something awesome to check out And the main event. Cannot wait for that. So we'll see what happens here. Speaking of Tony Khan, and I want to, I want to get this before we get into the, uh, to the all out. Uh, pay-per-view. Let me see if I've got this right. Um, I sent this over to Hector. I sent this over to Hector. I sent this over to a few people. Tony Khan had made a statement or a comment, if you will, of something that just made me think, are you high? (laughs) Are you fucking high? Let me get this straight. Tony Khan thought that Double or Nothing beat the shit out of. <laughs> beat the shit out of. WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, God. And here, here's the sad part. All the fucking Marks and morons and Jackoffs and idiots are all agreeing with this. Okay. <clears throat> now, I, um, I've seen both WrestleManias. Both well, both WrestleManias being the two night event, and then I've seen Double or Nothing. Okay, Double or Nothing. I'll be honest, was as great. It was decent. It was right. the uh, The Stadium Stampede match was a bit much. It was a bit ridiculous. It was a bit stupid. In everyone's mind, it was oh, it was the greatest match they've ever put together. It wasn't even a match, okay? It was it's kinda like it's kind of like the Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania. It wasn't even a match, okay? It was just stupidity of entertainment being done by the wrong people, all right? And it was the same thing that happened with Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was a decent pay-per-view. WrestleMania was a decent pay-per-view, but come on now, you can't go ahead and just insinuate. Oh, well, we just kicked the shit out of WrestleMania. No, you didn't. All right, and I, I, and I also, and let me also bring this up, because I know some people are gonna want to say, "Oh well, Wrestle Kingdom beat the shit out of both of them." Here's the thing: Wrestle Kingdom is a great event. It's not an all-big event. I know some people are like, "What are you talking about, Furman?" Wrestle Kingdom is a fucking shit. Wrestle Kingdom is badass. It's not that recognizable. It's not. To the indies, to the wrestling fan, to the marks and everyone that believe that that is a better event than WrestleMania and Double or Nothing or however it goes. Here's the thing with that event, it's not exactly all that. It's not. I'm not saying that Wrestle Kingdom sucks, Wrestle Kingdom is their version of WrestleMania let's let's call it like we see it it's their version of wrestlemania they were the ones that came up with the two night event and wrestlemania decides to go ahead and have their own two night event which is fine which is great i dig it kind of cuts the whole wrestlemania in half but the thing is with wrestle kingdom is there's not there's too many high flyers involved and not enough not enough wrestlers you know what i'm saying i mean not not that there's anything wrong with any of the new japan pro wrestling stars. There's some great stars. There's some great wrestling stars. The problem is, is that nobody can say, everyone can, well all the 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 wrestling fans can say that Wrestle Kingdom is better than Wrestlemania, Wrestle Kingdom is better than this, and yada 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 but you can't really compare it to Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania has, you know more mainstream it's way up there and unless there's something about Wrestle Kingdom that can get my or anyone else's attention then that's fine but in the meantime Wrestle Kingdom is a great event for all the indies and the marks and all the people that can dig that kind of stuff for me it's like Wrestlemania I think is a little bit better is a little bit better I'm not saying it's all over better okay I've seen a few of the Wrestle Kingdom events before they're great, they're great events the problem is they don't produce enough wrestling And I mean wrestling, all right? Not the high gymnastics that you look at. I'm talking wrestling, okay? But here's the thing. The whole argument point is, is that Tony Khan wants to go ahead and say that Double or Nothing is way better than, you know, WrestleMania. But that's that's going a bit high. That's going way too high. I mean, Tony Khan must have smoked that weed very, very good to make that fucking statement, okay? Or he must have drank enough White Claws to believe that, okay? And I'm not making a knocking gesture on anybody in particular. But here's the thing, Tony Khan, you are out of your fucking mind if you believe that double or nothing was better than WrestleMania. You're fucking stupid. Your stadium stampede could not beat could not beat the Boneyard match. Could not. You know why? Because you got an outlaw of misfits that don't know what the fuck they're doing. You got a couple of good wrestlers in there, but you also got a couple of fucking morons, jackoffs, and idiots that have made fools of themselves. While in the WWE, yes, they had a Fly Fly Funhouse match. And yes, it was John Cena and Bray Wyatt. And it was not even as good as anybody claims it is. It was more on the entertainment side than there was wrestling. And then you had the Boneyard match between The Undertaker and... AJ Styles. Both men were great athletes. Both men had a fight in their hands. Both men, yes, all of them were cinematic matches. But I would pick the Boneyard match over the Firefly Funhouse match and the Stadium Stampede match combined because that made sense. That was good. It was a fight. I digged it. The other two, no. So, Tony Khan, here's my advice. I want you to switch to White Claw no, actually, I want you to switch your white claw over, over to some water. Because we need to clean you out completely. And if you want to, go ahead and send all the White Claws you got. And send them over to uh, this best friend of mine named Hector Juarez. A.K.A. Homestar Runner. He drinks a lot of fucking those White Claws. Okay, He loves White Claws. And I'm not talking White Claws in a box. I'm talking White Claws like in 12 packs, 24 packs. In a fucking case. Send it over to his house. Okay? And Tony Khan, here's the thing. The ratings... And the viewership and the pay-per-view revenue will read otherwise. So, Tony, Double or Nothing was not better than WrestleMania. All Out will do good. But it won't beat SummerSlam. It won't. And speaking of All Out, we're almost at the conclusion of this episode of the May of it Talk Podcast. Let's get into all these matches that are going to be taking place tonight at, at AEW's All Out. That's going to take place tonight. I've mentioned some of the matches, and let's see if we can get to it, shall we? We're going to go right through these matches and everything and get an idea of what's going to happen on tonight's pay-per-view. Okay, so here we go. All Out. taking place on September 5th. Main event is looking forward to checking out all these matches. Okay, so it looks like there's been a couple of additional matches that are going to be taking place tonight at the All Out Pay-Per-View. So here's what's going to happen. Tonight, from the looks of it, it looks like it's Private Party. uh, Isaiah Cassidy and uh, Mark Quinn to take on the members of the Dark Order. In Alex Reynolds and John Silver. That's going to be a tag match. I'm not going to suspense with the formalities. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Street Profits. Uh, I mean, Private Party. So I'm going to go with that, you know, just because I think, you know, Private Party is, you know, pretty much like the Street Profits. So we'll get that out of the way. <coughs> this matchup: Britt Baker to go one-on-one against. Big Swole In a tooth and nail match No one has For the life of me Explained this whole tooth and nail match Are we going to get Dokken Involved in this whole fucking match I mean after all You've heard of the album Tooth and Nail Right you've heard that one has Several great songs in there Including Into the Fire From Dokken But okay let me Let me go ahead and just go with the winner. I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Okay? She's got charisma. She's got potential. She's got all the makings. and And here's the thing. I hope to God that Britt Baker does become the next AEW Women's Champion. That needs to happen. That needs to happen somewhere down the road. And Big Swole, I dig her. I dig her a whole lot, and I hope I see a whole lot more of Big Swole. Now, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara... Broken rules match if Matt Hardy loses... He must leave AEW. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. When someone says he's going to leave AEW or the WWE or whatever organization, that that person comes in, it usually means that that person is going to stay. Therefore, at All Out, Sammy Guevara is going to get his ass kicked. Sammy Sammy Guevara is going to look like a little fucking bitch. And Broken Matt Hardy is going to take Sammy Zayn down and stay in AEW. (laughs) Ha, 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 yeah. Ah. Now, the next match, another tag team matchup, the Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to take on the Young Bucks of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to actually go with the Young Bucks for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's way too damn obvious. And number two, I highly doubt that... They're going to put over on the Jurassic Express. And if they do, I'll be very surprised. I will be very, very surprised. Now, an eight-man tag team matchup. My God, we get so many of these tag team matches. It's unbelievable. Okay. Okay. Now, you got the dark order of Brody Lee, Colt Evil Uno, Pizzeria Uno, if you will, and Stu Garrison, or Grayson, or whatever the fuck his name is, to take on the team of Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the natural nightmares of Dustin Reynolds and QT Marshall, with the bunny in their corner. The main event is not going to suspense with the formalities. I think the Dark Order is going to win because of Brody Lee and everything else, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Let's move on to the next matchup, if you don't mind, before I start throwing up in the next 25 to 30 seconds. Now, the next matchup. Dark, uh, it's a 21 man, and I believe this is right 21 man uh, casino battle royale. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship match and in this match it's going to consist of Darby Allen Lance Archer Brian Cage Ricky Starks Pentagon Jr. Ray Phoenix The Butcher and The Baker and The Candlestick I mean The the Butcher and The Blade Eddie Kingston Sean Spears Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn Jake Hager Santana, Ortiz, Chuck, and Trent Barretta. So, <coughs> and looks like from the looks of it, there's one more name. It looks like there's one more name that's being added to this. So, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that take place and so much more. Okay. The next matchup, it's going to be for the AEW Women's World Championship. Hakiro Shida. take on Thunder Rosa. Now, I'm not going to suspense with the formalities on this one. I'm going to go ahead and say that I hope to God Thunder Rosa wins. I hope to God that she wins it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think she could fix their AEW women's division. Number two, it always seems funny that whenever there's an outsider coming into AEW, they seem to make that brand just a little bit better and people get interested. People get interested. Just ask Elise, okay? Just ask Lees and Diamante, alright? That women's division is gonna get a whole lot better. You add a little spice to it and everything works out. So the main event, I, as much as I hate to say this, and believe it or not, my predictions are always right or wrong. And in this case, it's gonna be right on. Here's how I know. They're gonna keep... Shida as the champion they're going to keep her as a champion and Thunder Rosa is going to be there just to make the compliments happen which I think fucking sucks I want Thunder Rosa to win I want her to not only be the first woman to hold on to two titles but to also be the woman to make a difference in that women's division so Shida is going to win but Thunder Rosa will be the big surprise to everyone that's my thought. That's my opinion. That's how it goes. The tri- uh, let's see the tag the AEW World Tag Team titles will be decided as the FTR with Tully Blanchard and their side to take on the team of Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. I'm not going to suspense with the formalities in this one. I'm going to go with FTR for a couple of reasons. Number one, the mind games have been played. Number two, the elite had decided to kick out Hangman Adam Page. Number three, Kenny Omega's a fucking jackass. And number four, Adam Page is going to be left behind. And when FTR becomes the new AEW World Tag Team Champions, Kenny Omega's going to turn on Adam Page. Adam Page is going to be left there like a little fucking bitch. And Kenny Omega will fully turn heel, which will be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. That is how it goes. That's done. Oh, God, I'm going to leave this last one alone because (laughs) (coughs) we're down to these two matches. I'm going to leave this one alone. The next one or the last match will be the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Jon Moxley to go one-on-one against MJF. Now, to go ahead and quickly get this out of the way because obviously there's one match I want to talk about. I think John Moxley is still going to walk away with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. As much as I want to see MJF win the title, as much as I want to see him win the title, I think John Moxley is still going to hold on to the title. There's going to be something developing here, I think, between MJF and John Moxley. I think this feud between these two are going to go a little bit further and a little bit far out there. I think we're going to see these two compete once again, but over at Full Gear, which will be their next pay-per-view. You know, and I hope that does happen. As much as I want MJF to become the champion, it's going to be a bit too soon. See, what this is going to mean is that MJF's undefeated streak is on the line. He hasn't been beaten yet. So it's not going to surprise me if John Moxley defeats MJF. It's going to make it so interesting where MJF is going to beat the shit out of John Moxley. It's going to leave him bloodied, bruised, and destroyed. And then the next thing we'll see somewhere down the road is we're going to see MJF walk away with that championship, but not at all out. It's going to happen at full gear. I see it happening. I can't wait. But I'm going to go with John Moxley. I'm going to go with him. I think he'll walk away with the championship. And I also think that there's going to be a different MJF when that night is over. I promise you that. The next matchup. Oh, God, the next matchup. A Mimoso Mayhem match. Match can be won by pinfall submission or by throwing your opponent into a tank of mimosa which is a little bit of the bubble and some orange juice and it's going to consist of Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy here is my conclusion because we're almost at the end of this episode the first time was okay Chris Jericho wins his match, makes Orange Cassidy look like a little fucking bitch. Done out the window, we don't have to deal with it anymore. That was a fighter fest. And then Then came these two fighting off against each other and whoever wins has to pay Chris Jericho $75,000, wherever the fuck it goes. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Orange Cassidy's not going to make much of himself. He's just going to sit there with his pocket in his fucking ass. And then he's going to just let Jericho beat him and make him look like a little fucking bitch. But instead, Orange Cassidy beats Chris Jericho. And now we got the rematch, the rematch that we don't want, but we're going to get it. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to leave this match alone. I'm going to leave this match alone. You want to know why? Because Chris Jericho is saying to the world. That he's made a star out of Orange Cassidy, which in my view is an insult an insult to injury and an insult to anything that goes out of professional wrestling because when a guy like Chris Jericho who should be making some other star other than Orange Cassidy has got to be out of their fucking mind so I'm not going to give you my prediction or my thought I'm just going to look at this as stupidity as ridiculousness as the silliest thing I've ever seen and Chris Jericho wants to make a star out of this fucking moron my thought is, I'm not going to give you my thought. I'm just going to leave it alone and we're done. We're done. All I know is the saddest part is that when this night's over, people are going to be talking about that Mamonza Mama, M- Mamma Mia, whatever the fuck, mash is called. That's all people are going to be talking about. And then Tony Khan will come on Twitter and say that All Out was better than SummerSlam. If that happens, I'm going to be drinking all sorts of beer, taking all sorts of shots, and I'm going to throw up on Labor Day weekend. So, I'm done. I'm finished. That's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Tonk Podcast. Don't forget to check out All Out as it happens tonight on pay-per-view. And don't forget to see how that goes. And don't be surprised. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do an aftermath of All Out tomorrow. Just to give everyone an idea of my thought of this whole thing and see how all this comes together. So for right now, guys, I'm just going to leave you with something special to listen to. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. And don't forget to check out All Out tonight. And follow the Main Event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm sorry, at instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Facebook on the Main Event Talk on facebook.com slash at talk. And the whole nine yards. Guys, we're going to go all out tonight. Somewhat all out tonight. Why? Because I can! And I want to! Any questions? A-Nuff said.